<laughs> I was actually reading a book. Uh, sometimes I would pick up books in random places and read the first few lines. And never read them fully. <laughs> so there was a book in, in, uh, I found and this dude was uh, on a swamp somewhere. He's with his uh, partner or something. He was looking away in the distance and he was telling himself like, and this moment like this, I I wish there was somebody I, I knew who I don't have to say anything to communicate. We would look at each other and we will understand each other's agonies and pains and and we will just, we can be silent and at the same time we can talk with each other invisibly. And then and I stopped the book and I'm like, that is the best line of this book, I'm sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't need to read that. But I, I, oftentimes I feel that. But how long does it take to make a person be that person? I think it matters less the length of time and more about what you go through. It's the size of the file, not how long the video is. <laughs> Joey, how's your food going? It's good. I've been taking little nibbles because I don't really mm. want to chew on Mike, but I'm going to go for it now um, because my cinnamon bun, which I have here, is absolutely gorgeous. So Joey is having a cinnamon bun and I am having a collage. This is episode 14 of Alien in Bohemia podcast and I have with me the amazing Joey. I am so grateful that you're in my life. I really had great time talking to you. Uh, I'm not sure about the your uh, side, but it's a pleasure. I mean, you you paid for breakfast, so <laughs> no matter how how you can say it went, uh, uh, I think it went. You're great. just making me sugar daddy. That's uh, that's <laughs> awful. I don't want to do that. So pay for my breakfast next time so that we are even. Of course. Yes. Yes. So we were talking about changes. We were. I, it was a really interesting conversation. Ugh, don't say it interesting. You know, if you say, let me tell you a story. It's a really funny story. And then you tell a story. Oh. It might not turn out funny. So. I mean, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'll rephrase it. Yeah. It made me think that you're more interesting. Uh, no, no. Let's just, not, uh, let's just not dwell on adjectives right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was, your, what was the biggest change you feel like happened to you? Personally, when I came to Czech Republic, that was my biggest change in life. Like, I do not know this person who came here four years ago, four and a half years ago. I'm absolutely a completely different person with like this new philosophy, new way of life, new new understanding. What was your big change? Or are you are you forever like this? No, that that would be the biggest lie I could ever tell. I think I've gone through a lot of different changes in my life primarily you know as you know like i moved around a lot when i was growing up oh what do you mean and i know what are you talking about can you tell <laughs> sorry oh it's I... not are you did you like stay in a boat or something when you're growing yes. up? yes are you aquaman oh that is the, the absolute worst for anybody who doesn't know which is going to be most people whenever yeah i can beep it out it's okay okay sorry <laughs> Sorry, I literally said it. I have I'm done like, it like God I have done it. it with Cuddle. Like he said my name and I beeped it out. Okay. <laughs> well, how do I should I reference you? The and al- like with the my alien? name, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This use anything. No, I want to fit into the. I want people to know, like, <laughs> like you know that like the, the alien or alien. Use Bohemian. my name. That's okay. perfectly okay. All right. Well, whenever. Uh, whenever he introduces me to somebody, he'd say, oh, have you met Joey? This is Aquaman. Or he grew up on a sailboat and then he walks away. Like, and he'll, he'll give me this look that's so confident and so smirkish. That's just kind of like, ha, enjoy. And then leaves. 
And I'm put in this situation where the stranger will feel obligated to ask me what this means. And it, then it, it, I have never met a person who grew up in a boat. You know, that is the most amazing fact. I'm sure you're more than that fact. But those who are listening, Joey actually grew up in a boat. Joey and Joey's sister, along with the whole family, they lived in a boat for how long? For nine years. For so nine years. Imagine living in a boat for nine years. You just Your whole life is just rocking. Mm, for nine years, <laughs> rocking back and forth, back and forth. I mean, yeah, quite literally. It's funny because now my sister and I, who live in the same flat here in Prague, we both have to have a lot of noise before we get to sleep because when we were living on a sailboat, you have so much noise around you. You have waves that are uh, crashing at night. You hear birds. You hear fish jumping out of the water, you know, and you're moving. And it's just a lot of stimulation. And so when you're growing up like that in that environment as a kid, you get so used to it. And then all of a sudden, when I first was spending a lot of time sleeping in a house when I was 15 and we'd moved off the boat, I had such a hard time falling asleep because it was so still and so silent. And it was never like that on the boat. So that's a, like a huge thing that we still are super um, focused and we have to have now. Mm-hmm. Have to have noise before Whale we sleep. noise. <laughs> fans. Fans. We'll do fans. Uh-huh. Always have a fan. All throughout winter, I have my fan running and she has her fan running in her room. So you literally learn from ocean. You know, people say, I learned from the ocean. See the waves. And you literally did that <laughs> for, for you, you, most of your teenage life, right? I mean, yeah. nine years is a long time. Nine years. We were, I was six years old when we first moved onto the sailboat. And then I left it when I was 15. So a, a very, very large portion, like the foundation, right, is, has been laid yeah. by me living on a sailboat. But now I was thinking about the other day, and of course now I'm 22. And so I'm getting very close to the point in just a couple of years where I'll have spent more time living off the sailboat as like a conscious adult um, than being on it. And it's going to be a really weird thing for me to like digest. Because even now, living in an apartment, I feel like a stranger, you know, I feel like this isn't, you know, I'm pretending like I'm in this flat and I have a bath and I have running water that never runs out and I have a refrigerator. I never have to worry about charging all of these things that I had to my entire life worry about and work towards. And it feels like tomorrow I'm going to get a message that says, OK, your stay in this, you know, beautiful hotel has ended and it's time to go back on the boat. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just going to feel like what I'm the life that I'm living is such a. I don't know. I'm an imposter. I yeah. I actually thought about not bringing up the boat thing at all because I do it all the time when I'm around you. Ironically, though, you only do, you're like a clickbait Vox headline. <laughs> you will throw out, oh, this is he lived on a sailboat, and then you walk away. And I don't think I've ever talked to you about living on the boat, like because I can never get farther than I lived on the boat before. You're like, oh, that's so cool. Lived on the boat. <laughs> the last podcast I was talking about this book I read called uh, So Anyways by John Clichy, it's somewhere up there. And he talks about how, how living in different places helped him uh, cope up with the world. He changed probably 14 houses in 11 years when he was growing up. And every time he went to a new place, he had to get a new set of friends. Like he has to adapt to a new environment and it became so quick that he he was expert at it. So it helped him, his comedy career later, and also adapt to any situation he goes through. Do you think something like that happens to you? Massively. 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 And I think it's even if you do it at a younger age or during your teenage years. Because when I was 15, we moved off the boat. We didn't move back to the U.S. I lived in Malaysia for two years. And then I didn't move back to the U.S. until I was 17 and did my last year of high school in this super small town. So 
the kind of all the I want to say renovations, but that's so inaccurate. But my identity went through so many renewals where it was like moving to a new place. I had to understand the people there, figure out how I was going to fit in. And then very strategically, whether I was 9, 12, or 15, figure out how to put myself in there and how to make friends. Because you don't want to stay, especially in like a school scenario or when you're making friends who are 14, 15 teenagers, you don't want to stay that outsider. You want to blend in as fast as possible, right? You don't want the attention. Nobody wants attention Mm -hmm. like that when they're younger. And so I would very subconsciously try to blend in. And it made it really confusing for me because when I was finally on my own in university in Prague, I was like, I don't have that pressure because I'm not going to be moving anywhere in a year or two years. Like, I'm going to stay here and I can really get comfortable. And it made me go through some level of an existential crisis because I was like, who am I if I'm not just trying to survive and adapt? Because I can be comfortable. I can set up roots. I can really figure Mm -hmm. out who I am. And I went through a really weird period. But by the time that I graduated university, I had a really strong understanding of what directions I wanted to go in, what my own values were, what my passions were. But it it took a while for me to figure out. Must be tough. I mean, I cannot imagine. Well, I imagine you went through something similar when you moved here. Well, I was 24 when I came here. I think I don't think I had to adapt during my teenage years, which is probably tougher, right? In those tender age, you lived in uh, you said America, then Malaysia, and Caribbean. These are three different kind of lifestyle, right? Yeah, I mean, mainly so Mexican. I was in Mexico for six years, Malaysia for two years, and then the U.S. But then you have these like sub-communities or subcultures, like living on a boat. There were all these families who lived on sailboats, and a lot of my friends lived on boats. That's a whole other culture, right? Because families who decide to live on a sailboat may do it because their parents are investment bankers who made a ton of money and they want to Mm. go travel the world for a year, or they're the people who are avoiding the system and hate the existence of public schools and think the government's out to get them and now they're going to be nomadic and live on a boat, right? These are hugely dynamic. Like These kinds of people contrast so distinctly and that was the kind of people that I was spending a lot of time with as well. And then also being a foreigner in all these places, I was always near, usually closer to other foreigners and that's a whole other culture too, you know, that you built this podcast around. So yeah, it, it, it weirdly, it shapes you a lot and it also makes it, you put into question your identity and, and who you are around different people. I feel I'm, I'm kind of Czech now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I, I have grasped, I have absorbed so much stuff from this country or this, where I live in. Um, I feel much more Czech, I guess. Or like a European in a sense. Are you calling this as your home? Yeah. Do you go back home nowadays? When I say I go back home, it's usually wherever my family is. So my, my parents and my external, you know, my grandmother and my uncle. Mm-hmm. And that's in New England in the U.S. With that said, my parents spend still a decent amount of time where I grew up in Mexico every year. And so I completely consider that home as well because that's where I went to school. That's where I had like really formative years. Um, so these two places would be like the most, but what you're talking about right now is literally the definition of being a a third culture kid or having a third culture. It's what they reference to people who grew up in more than one culture, like within a country or ethnicity or whatever. And now because they have this blend of different ones coming together, you're making your own culture. 
And, and like that still happens if you're in your early 20s too, where you've blended these two cultures in from where you've grown up and now living in the Czech Republic for so long that who you are and what culture that you represent is distinctly you. And there's very few other people who can blend these two cultures together Alien like culture. you can. Alien culture. I cannot probably fully be Czech in my life, but it's like a blend of... Um, <laughs> the alien culture. Yeah. Alien culture. Put yeah. that on a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I'm part of the alien culture. Nice. <laughs> I should make some t-shirt. I, I I do not feel that connected with my com- my country. It's just my mom, dad, my and my brother. That's my home, or uh, that's what I will care about any- anyways nowadays. It's the loved ones. But okay, can we take a moment though to appreciate the fact that we are so incredibly lucky to have family that we are so connected to and love and and can feel that way about them because I know a lot of people who don't have that privilege yeah, yeah, to yeah. be able to say where their family, like they have to really make their home and build their family where they are because they have no place to go back to. And we're so lucky that we can well, talk about our parents. We're very lucky um, yeah. because of the comics. I got to meet so many people after one year. At some point I was meeting at least two people, two random people over a beer or a coffee because they were so interested in knowing this foreigner who talks about our, their country and I got to meet so many people. And one time there was this young girl. We were uh, having a coffee. And and usually when I'm speaking with people, I'm asking a lot of questions. Because I'm genuinely interested in people. Like how their life is and such. And she was like, I go to this therapist. And it's the therapist that I can only open up to. And I was like, what about your family? You know, Do you have a brother, mom, dad? Like, yeah, my mom and dad uh, are not in good terms, but they're living in, th- in the same house. I have a brother, but he moved away. So most of the time I I live in my room. My parent really does not care about me except like, you know, you know come for dinner and stuff. And I realized that is a really <laughs> tough life. We have people who care about us. My mom sends me pictures of curtains. Like I came here and then within six months, it's like, I bought this new curtains. How do you think about that? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what my opinion is. It's because I'm not going to be in the home soon. But this lady cares about so much. They they want to include me in their life so much. I feel like I'm so lucky. There are people who are so lucky and there are people who are so unfortunate. I felt so bad for that girl. I don't know how she's doing. Uh, I hope she's doing well. But I understand the emotional support, and that's what makes the home, I guess. Do you miss your parents? Of course. Of course. But my parents also kind of set themselves up for this because they literally spent so much of their time when I, of my childhood and my sister's childhood moving around so much, and then they also set up the expectation that we would go to university but not in the U.S. so that we wouldn't go in debt. And so they were really just completely shooting themselves in the foot and making us leave them and go really far away, right? And so when my sister and I moved to Prague, of course we have each other, which is very cool. Oh, that's so nice. I wish my sibling was here. We'd chill all the time. Yeah. We'd draw cartoons together. He's a cartoonist as well. Which is very, very cool. I mean, I think it's interesting because, and you can share if this is how it is with your brother, but my sister and I are the opposite. The opposite in so many ways. We have very similar values that we were given by our parents when we were growing up that we share. But when it comes to interests, people, even personality, we completely diverge in so many different ways. So it's interesting living with her because it was a whole other experience trying to get along, not just as flatmates, but also as siblings and as friends and things like that. I'm sure your sister will say, I'll cut you if you hurt my brother. Oh, 100%. No, no, like that, that instinct, especially for her, because she's 
about four years older, and so she has more of a less of a sibling rivalry and more of a maternal kind of disposition to me because I am I was younger and when we were growing up she would be in charge of taking care of me and so a hundred percent there's my sister would come to my defense and and of course myself or her as well I I moved to uh, study bachelor uh, in engineering when uh, I was 18 and my brother was fuck I forgot how old is <laughs> 12 or something <laughs> so I always thought like um oh, we're gonna talk and it really never happened like he's not into mobile phones we don't speak that much whenever i went home on the vacations would talk and i would like you know uh whatever i went through in life i would just teach him um um but i'm really sad that, that like I, maybe i was there uh, but I, in my head is like i'm not there enough you know then i moved here and he it was his tender years of you know 18 and stuff he's interested in girls and and uh, i wish i was there to just talk about it you know somebody to share I think our philosophies are kind of the same. He did not grow up TikTok generation, which <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad or good, but our philosophies match a lot. We we do talk a lot of big stuff sometimes, uh, but maybe he's doing it to procrastinate or to make me, uh, you know, like he knows, you know, some kids know how what to talk about too, so that the, the other person is happy to hear. Uh but I feel like we were very similar. Like, uh, he's, he's, he's not a bad kid. That's that's very. I cool wish that you he can... was he was nearby. Um, but maybe at some point it will happen. He's an artist. I'm an artist. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's inevitable that you guys will get together. Like, I think it's very cool that you can look back and say, "Wow, he turned out well." Because, I mean, if whatever age difference you have with your brother. Like you do see this person and you're watching them grow up and you who have gone through that and you understand the experience that they're going to go through. It's, I think, very cool to see them come out on the other side as the spectacular human being who you are super impressed by. The mom's mom and dad going to be alone again. <laughs> if he moves back. Ah, yeah, uh, but I think they will manage. They, they're, they're OK with each other. I think your parents sound amazing, so I'm sure that they're going to do well. They're just going to have to be sending even more curtain picks, just yep. doubling up on curtains. it. Curtains, oh God. Yeah. I think it's very nice, though, like when you're living abroad, when family members or friends that who live across the world, when they include you in little things. Like, I know some people who get a little annoyed by it. They're like, oh, why are, why are they asking? Why is my mom asking me about, you know, what color to paint the wall? Like, that's so silly. Like, I'm not going to be there. But I, I appreciate, like, the outreach. Like I do. That. I do appreciate that. Like, my mom, mom includes me in a lot of conversation, even though I haven't been home in four years. She's, she's a lovely woman. So I'm going to ask you something that's yeah, a little bit more long-term and serious. Oh, shit. Don't, don't, don't. Because of how you're living your life now especially in regards to your family because it's been a little while since you've seen mm. your family. When you have kids, are you going to try and be there and be involved in their life even when they're adults to the point where you can see them regularly or will you let them do what you've done with your family and move away, pursue what they're doing even if it means you can't spend as much time or see their life as well? I feel, I mean, I, I don't have a, I never had a kid. <laughs> I mean, like 5, 10, 15 years, Well, the thing is, uh, you know, I, I didn't do it, so I'm asking for other stuff, you know. I mean, I moved away from home at 18 to go to university. If, if my kid's decision is to do that, uh, I will be supportive of that. But at the same time, it's my kids, it's the family, and I will always be the support. I will always in include them in everything possible. It will probably be painful. I can, I can sense my 
my parents pain pain when I'm not at home. Uh, um, when I don't see them, you know, sometimes they would like, hey, did they forget about your mama? <laughs> she would actually do passive aggressive talk like, no, I was just busy in school, in office. That's like two days, okay? <laughs> we didn't speak for two days. And I, do you even remember your mother? <laughs> I am your mother. <laughs> she would she would make up voices and and uh, I I would probably do the same with my kid. I think honestly, support the kid. You know, support his independence. You know, make sure you instill him with values of like discipline or him or her. But at the same time. I think I would follow that child around. Like, even as an adult, like, I don't think I'd want to be as disconnected as the path that I've chosen. And again, I chose this path, so I'm the reason why I can't see my family so regularly. But at the same time, it's the same it's the same approach that I would have with schooling. I was homeschooled for a really long time. And as much as in the moment, I didn't appreciate a lot of things about it. When I have children, I 100% want to homeschool them for at least a portion of their life, as in spend this really close time with them and be a part of their learning, be a part of giving them experience, go on adventures, not as in move to a farm in the middle of nowhere, you know? And, and I really want to be a farmer at some point. I'm not kidding. Really? Yes. Like what kind of farmer though? The kind of farmer who has money, even if he <laughs> doesn't farm. <laughs> okay. I'll have a piece of land. I have some tractors. I mean like some dogs and cats and cows and so stuff. So you want to be like Johnny Depp or one of these celebrities who leads a massively successful life and then they buy a farm with like 20 sheep and chickens and all these things that they go to. Yeah, I'll, have, a, I'll have an office in the middle of the farm where I can draw, or like a, a studio in the middle of the farm. That's something like that. <laughs> where do you imagine this farm being? Somewhere in, the in Europe, I guess. I always pictured Panama. If I was going to have I'm, a farm, <laughs> go to Panama. There are mosquitoes. I'm, I'm not. There are <laughs> mosquitoes. <laughs> no, uh-uh, no dengue for me today. You know what, Joey? We have been talking for a long time. And so I'm going to end it now, all right? Uh, we don't do long, long talk, all right? <laughs> but uh, next week, we're going to talk about stuff, okay? I love it. It's a, it's a pleasure. I mean, I, I, I feel like I know you now. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's on. an honor. I, it's my pleasure. Weekly, I listen. And I'll give you even feedback about <laughs> it and, and bring it up because I do love listening to just these really free-flowing musings that you have. So uh, awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of that. I think we free floated like freestyled a, a little lot. too much <laughs> if anything. Too much, I think I think we need to we need to really trap this stuff mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so thank you for listening. Thank you, Joey, for coming here, and uh, I'll see you next week. Uh, you know what? Follow the comics. <laughs> Follow Alien in Bohemia comics. Share this podcast with people you know. Uh, you know, if you want to send me some stuff to talk about, uh, email me at alieninbohemia at gmail dot com. You can buy some merch in alieninbohemia.cz. And that's it. Have a nice day and keep it, you know, keep it real. <laughs> Talk with, like, make memories, make stories and make, uh, meet people like Joey and ask them, did you live in a boat or something? <laughs> and I'll catch you next week. Ciao.